Welcome to An Encouraged Heart. This is Cynthia, and thank you for joining me for Bible study. Currently, we are studying Jesus, understanding his death and resurrection, and this study covers the final three chapters of the Gospel of Mark. If you are new to my podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to Jesus experiencing his touch and also Jesus listening for his voice. Those two studies examined Mark chapters 1 through 13. And just so you know, you can also find the following Bible studies on my podcast, Living Victoriously in Difficult Times, Being a Disciple, Counting the Real Cost, and Loving God and Others, The Heart of True Faith. You can purchase any one of the Bible study workbooks by simply going online to Precept Ministries. The books are part of Precept's 40-minute Bible study series. I have included a link to their website in the description section of each episode. Also, you will notice as I read through the text, I will ask you to mark keywords and phrases. This method of Bible study allows us to slow down and carefully observe the passages verse by verse. This will help each one of us to better interpret and apply God's word. And now, please open your Bible or your workbook and join me in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would be our guide today. I pray that your spirit would open up our hearts and minds to hear what you would have for us. Help us, Lord, to listen carefully and help us to apply your word and share your word with others. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who have the workbook, I will begin on page 7. And today we're going to be reading Mark 14, verses 12 through 21. In the observation section, it says here that we're going to circle all references to time, such as Passover and Day of Unleavened Bread. We're going to also mark every reference to Jesus, including all pronouns and synonyms such as Son of Man with a cross. And we're going to um, mark the words portrayal or the betrayer with a capital X. Okay, so again, we're looking at Mark chapter 14, verses 12 through 21. It says, on the first day of unleavened bread, so circle the phrase, first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed, circle Passover, his disciples said to him, so mark his and him for Jesus, where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? So you're going to mark you and you referring to Jesus and circle Passover. Continuing, and he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. So mark he and his for Jesus. And wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher says, where is my guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? So I'm going to mark teacher, my, the word I, and my again for Jesus and circle Passover. Verse 15, and he himself will show you a large upper room furnished and ready, prepare for us there. The disciples went out and came to the city and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared 
the Passover. So mark he for Jesus, circle Passover. When it was evening, he came with the 12. So circle when and the word evening, referencing time. And also mark he for Jesus. As they were reclining at the table and eating, Jesus said, Mark Jesus, truly I say to you, Mark I for Jesus, that one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. So I would say mark the phrase, one of you, uh, with an X, mark the word betray, with an X as well, mark me for Jesus. Also mark um, the word one as well, with an X, referring to the betrayer. And the last word in that verse, me for Jesus. Verse 19, they began to be grieved and to say to him one by one, surely not I, mark him for Jesus. And he said to them, mark he for Jesus, it is one of the 12. So mark one, um, referring to the betrayer, one who dips with me in the bowl. So mark one again with an X, mark me for Jesus. And the last verse, for the son of man is to go just as it is written of him. So mark the phrase son of man referring to Jesus. So again, for the son of man is to go just as it is written of him, mark him for Jesus. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. So man, mark that with an X, son of man, that refers to Jesus, of course, and mark the word betrayed with an X. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. So we're going to mark man with an X and the word he as well, referring to the betrayer with an X. Okay, so for continuity, I'm going to reread the passage and feel free to continue with your markings as needed. Again, starting with verse 12, it says, On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water, follow him. And wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher says, where is my guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he himself will show you a large upper room furnished and ready, prepare for us there. The disciples went out and came to the city and found it just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. As they were reclining at the table and eating, Jesus said, Truly I say to you that one of you will betray me, and one, one who was eating with me. They began to be grieved and say to him, One by one, surely not I. And he said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who dips with me, in the bowl, for the Son of Man is to go just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Okay. Um, and before I look at the questions which pertain to this passage, there's an insight box. And let me share that with you. It says, every year Israel was commanded to celebrate 
the Passover, which commemorated Israel's exodus from Egypt. This liberation of God's covenant people after they had been slaves in Egypt for 400 years would become the first of three prophetic feasts celebrated annually by Israel. That's the Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. Exodus 12, the account of the first Passover gives a prophetic picture of the deliverance that was to come through the blood of an unblemished lamb. Each household of Israelites was to select an unblemished male lamb on the 10th of the first month of the year. Observe it to be sure there was no defect in it, and then kill the lamb at twilight on the 14th day. The lamb was to be roasted with fire and eaten with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. The blood of the lamb was to be put on the doorpost and the lintel, that's L-I-N-T-E-L, of the entrance of their house. Again, the blood of the lamb was to be put on the doorpost and the lintel of the entrance to their house. That night when the angel of death came to kill the firstborn male, if it saw the blood of the lamb, it would pass over the house. The feast of Passover comprised three feasts, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. All three gave the prophetic picture of the death and resurrection of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world which is found in John chapter 1, verses 29 and verse 36. Okay, so looking at the first question, it says here, on what day did the events of this passage occur? And as you read in, in the first verse, it was on the first day of unleavened bread when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed. So that was the beginning of Passover. The second question says, what were Jesus's instructions and why did he give them? Think about it. What did Jesus know was going to happen that the disciples did not realize? So going back to verses 13 through 15, it tells us um, that Jesus was very specific in his instructions. He sent two of his disciples um, to go into a city and look for a man who was carrying a pitcher of water and they were told to follow that man. And um, specifically, it says here in verse 14, and wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher says, where is my guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And verse 15 says, and he himself will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. And that's where they were to prepare um for the, the other disciples and Jesus there in the upper room. Okay, so Jesus gave um, them very specific directions. And um, so Jesus, of course, knew that he would be betrayed and killed. So that is, of course, what the disciples had not truly realized at that point in time. Um, and looking at the next question, it says here, if Jesus knew this, what does that indicate about the extent of his knowledge. Well, that tells us then that um, Jesus is all-knowing. 
um, of course, um, he had foreknowledge of what was to happen. Okay. The next question, how can knowing this about Jesus help shape your perspective day by day? I think that gives us confidence and comfort knowing that our Lord and Savior knows all the details of our lives um, and there is nothing out of his control. The next question, what do you learn about the Son of Man in verse 21? And looking at verse 21, it says here, For the Son of Man is to go just as it is written of him. And so, of course, this was predicted and this would come to pass. Okay. And it also says here, of course, that um, he would again um, be, he would be betrayed. Moving on to the next question, um, which is question number number six, describe the reaction of the disciples to Jesus' statement in verse 18. What does this tell you? So going back to verse 18, it says, as they were reclining at the table and eating, Jesus said, truly I say to you that one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. So um, the disciples, it says here in verse 19, that they were grieved and they began to each one of them to ask if it was them specifically. And looking at the next two questions, which I combine responses, um, it says here, has Mark ever told us who the betrayer would be? If so, when and where was that revealed? And question eight, who was this individual and why was he betraying Jesus? And in the last episode, we looked at verses 10 and 11 of Mark chapter 14. And so it tells us that Judas Iscariot will betray Jesus because of money. And let me read those verses to you. It says, again, verse 10 and 11 of Mark chapter 14. It says, Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went off to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. They were glad when they heard this and promised to give him money. And he began seeking how to betray him at an opportune time. Okay. So, um, so we found out in the last episode that Mark revealed to us that the betrayer was Judas Iscariot. I am going to conclude our study for today. I pray that today's lesson was a blessing to you. If so, I encourage you to share this Bible study with a friend And if you would like to share your thoughts on today's verses, please leave a comment wherever you listen to An Encouraged Heart. For those of you who are new listeners, you can find An Encouraged Heart on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, and several other social media platforms. You can even ask Alexa to play An Encouraged Heart on Apple Podcast. Take care, and I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.